Hey everyone, so today we are starting the very first episode of the podcast called Drinks and Desserts with the girl Shay Carey. And I just want to give you guys a little background about what we'll be talking about on this episode, future episodes, and all this extra stuff I have in store. So this is actually in connection to my blog, Drinks and Desserts WordPress, and is just how it's spelled, D-R-I-N-K-S. A-N-D-D-E-S-S-E-R-T-S at WordPress. So go give that a read. Check it out. Um, I know some of you have contacted me already about when the podcast is going to start. And obviously it's here. And I put up a post um, last week about it. So if you haven't actually checked out the post last week, please go and give that a read. I also posted on the Instagram page. So go and check that out as well. And... All the information will be listed on this link for the podcast and all the links are listed on the WordPress blog. So a little bit about the podcast. So Drinks and Desserts is just a conversation, a friendly conversation. I mean, it might not be so friendly depending on what we're talking about and who come on. We don't know yet. It's the very first episode, you know, haven't had any disagreements really yet, but you never know. You never know. Um... But yeah, so it's a conversation piece about just what the blog is about, growing into who you want to become and being happy with where you are. And it's fun, it's lively, because I'm fun and lively. And someone by the name of Tisha sent me an email um, on New Year's Day, actually. And she just basically was kind of saying that she liked what I was writing and thought I was very fun and Everything great so far, so thank you for that, Tisha. I hope that's how you pronounce it, T-I-S-H-A-A, with two A's. So I'm sure that's how you're just spelling it or not, but Tisha. Um, so thank you for that. And I just want to let you guys know, you know, just local artists. I have a bunch of local artists coming, so you'll be excited. Photographers, actors, singers, songwriters, everything of that nature. Um, also, shout out to Dez, who had made, well, who has made the... Um, Intro, outro song. So if you like that, go on over. I'll link Des to this as well. Des has a group as well. So I'll link everything. Don't worry about that. And it's a conversation about life, where you are in life, about friendships, just different topics, just things so you can get to know me, the local artists. And we have, I have people, you know, who are in politics and all that stuff. So you never know what we're going to get here. Just a little bowl of everything. And every week, that we do the podcast, we have drinks, um, and drinks this week was Sutter Holmes White Zinfandel, which is my favorite wine. And it's a cheap wine, so I'm like, oh, this is such a cheap wine. I was like, it's so cheap and so sweet and so good. <laughs> and I had a Boston Cream Pie Donut from Dunkin' Donut. So this week's episode, I have a friend with me here named Troy, aka T, and we're going to be doing five things we think the other person does well. And the reason for that is because, one, I wrote that down in my book of ideas because I'm doing that now too. That's called <laughs> business. Okay, I took a business class last week and I wrote that down and it actually helped me um, figure out where I want to be within the next six months of doing this and I started doing it already and reaching out to me and doing what I need to do. And I'm doing this podcast because, one, I love talking. And you can ask anyone who knows me now. I love talking. Mm-hmm. I'm super dramatic. What better way to do a podcast? And I also just want to be like a hostess. I've hosted things before, events and 
galas and like birthday parties and stuff and book signings and stuff, which is really fun because I have friends who do everything. So they're always looking for someone to do something and host something. So I've done those things. And I want to have my own talk show. And I was like, I could do a podcast. That's me just paying me, being my own boss, doing what I'm going to do. So um, I have Troy here who's going to say hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're in Troy's house laying in this air mattress that I'm going to buy for $300 one day when I get a job. Hey. Um, and just a little background before we start about me. I'm 27 years old. I'm real cute. I'm black. That means I was automatically real cute because I'm black. And <laughs> um, I'm plus-sized out here in these streets, jiggly and cute, all 2K forever. And I live in, you know, the little New City, New York City, New Jersey area. So if you're looking for anyone to host things around there, let me know. I will gladly do it. For a price. I know. Okay, <laughs> <Cupid> profile. <laughs> and I just graduated from graduate school a few months ago. Um, I'm not working right now. Always looking. But right now, I'm just enjoying life. And I've been traveling all across America and all across the world. Just literally being great and being mm-hmm. free. And just living in myself and in my truth of not having a job, but being great with money so I can travel and live the way I was living. I'm 23. Um, um, I had a job. I no longer have that job. I'm currently kind of just trying to figure out what I want to do long term with my life. And in that I'm having like a lot of new experiences, doing a lot of new things, meeting a lot of new people. So, okay. So this is five things you think the other person does well and why. And the reason, like I said, for this, because I believe that I talk well. I think that even though I'll be out here being real ghetto and ratchet and ebonics and stuff, ain't nothing wrong with none of that. Just so we are all clear. Someone told me the other day that was that I spoke very well and they were shocked because when I speak and I'm normally talking, I don't speak that well. Yeah, that's not a compliment. And I was like, you're rude and disrespectful and too bad that your parents didn't teach you manners. Like, I just don't yeah. understand why you would say that to me. And it's because when I'm talking and not in a professional setting, apparently I talk real ratchet. That's what the black man, there's a black man who said this to me. That's what the black man told me. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm not in a professional setting, I speak real ratchet and it threw him off on how ratchet I spoke. Why do people always feel the need to, that's not, like, I feel like that's one of those things that you just need to keep to yourself. That's yeah. not, and not my business. Well. And yeah. I was like, I can't believe you will say that and you rap. <laughs> so people, I know people looking at you side eye and you right. rap. Like, would you think I speak well? <laughs> okay. I don't judge people how they speak and with their friends. When you with your friends, you with your friends. That's how you just right. talking. You know? But it's yeah. It's called code switching. Like, exactly. <laughs> he black. He know how to code switch. <laughs> or maybe he doesn't. That's oh, why he's mad. Oh, that could be. I mean... <laughs> I thought he spoke very well, too. So, <laughs> But, yeah, so I like, like I said, I like talking. I think I speak well when I'm, like, presenting things, when I'm doing presentations in class and stuff. They've always been really good, you know. I've been out here. I had to give presentations at different, pitching different event ideas and stuff to people as to why I should host their events if they want to know why and stuff. And I got those events and those gigs. So, you know. A lot of them were unpaid, but I'm no longer doing unpaid. 
That was experience. Experience time is over. Right. <laughs> that was internshipping. She I ain't internshipping no more. Now. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't internshipping no more. Yeah. So we pay gigs out here. Pay gigs. <laughs> so yeah, so it was basically I was like, oh, podcasts are a fun idea. I love that. I think I do that well. I think I interview well. I think I'm funny. So why not do five things? You know, your friends might think you do well. You think they do well. One thing that I really appreciate that you do well is, and I've actually, I've mentioned it before, but she I said think. appreciate, and I like the word appreciate, yeah, too. I appreciate you appreciating me. Yeah, like, <laughs> something we've talked about before is just the amount of confidence you have when you do things. Like, I think that there's probably a wide range of things that you've done in your life, and some things have not worked out, some things have, but regardless, you never let it change how you see yourself, and you put the same amount of energy into everything. So you're always like, look, I might go in here and make a fool out of myself, but you know what? (laughs) I'm going to look damn good doing it. So, yeah, that's the first thing I would say. Oh, that was cute. I like Mm -hmm. that. Because, you know, someone... It's so weird how people talk about confidence. I feel like, depending on how... A lot of times people equate confidence to just, like, direct looks. And someone Mm -hmm. told me one time, I'll never forget this because i saw them recently and i was like oh this is weird for me to see you here we went to college together and they said i'm surprised you're so confident for how big you are wow and at the time I only weighed 175 pounds now i weigh what like 235 mm-hmm. and it's like well if you thought i was confident back then what you <laughs> now? but and this person was but this person was she gave Backhand compliments like that all the time, and she lost a lot of friends. Like, she was actually part of my friendship group. Right. That was 105 pounds. To me, that's skinny. Right. That's but I think big. also it's like confidence has nothing to do with the way you look. look Personally, yeah. I think confidence is like an unshakable self worth. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you don't attach your worth to any specific like thing. You just know that you're the shit. You just know. You know, and you're okay with being the shit in other room with people who are also like just as amazing as you, and you don't let that take away from you. Like you know, like I think that that's that's real confidence, and not a lot of people have that. Right, that's a word. Because mm-hmm. when I first started, uh, I just thought I was the dumbest person in the room. And I, was, I said that. I was like, mm-hmm. and I told people that. Another, like, I really feel so stupid and dumb sometimes. I thought I was the dumbest person in the room. Mm-hmm. And um, this woman named Jan, love Jan. Jan straight up was like. When I first met you, I was like, that's the person who's the most confident person sitting in this room. Yeah. And it was like, and I did feel stupid and dumb because I always <laughs> felt like, oh my God, I don't understand what they're saying because I've never done that part of nonprofit stuff. I've done mm-hmm. fundraising and events and I sat on board, I sat on two different boards and I did all their fundraising. I was their fundraising manager and stuff. So that was all, like really cool. But then it turned into like things I didn't know. I was like, oh, I feel so stupid. But at the same time, you ain't going to know I feel stupid because the right. rest I feel super not. I had a degree, a degree before that, just like everybody else did. It's graduate school, but my thing was, my degree was in research, so everything I didn't understand, I just looked up, right. and then all of a sudden I understood it. And if I still didn't understand it, you outsource to people who do. Yeah, that's so, literally just called learning. Yeah, like, that's what like, you like. Yeah, that's you, what you're you not gonna do. know it you until learn, you know it. Right? So you learn, and yeah. even then, things I still didn't get. I was still confident up there, lying my way through this presentation. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I graduated three point seven zero. Not never had a GPA under three point five. The whole um, odd six semesters I was there. So it's like, you know, I feel like confidence for me is really great. Um, Okay, my turn. So I was actually going to say confidence for you, Mm -hmm. but it was because I was talking about you to my friend. I've been trying to pitch you to my other friends. 
Hit me. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm telling my friends, <laughs> I'm like, we all need to hang out with a friend. And mm-hmm. my friends are so, it's so funny because they're like how I am. I'm like, well, describe this new friend. <laughs> or what are they like? Do they laugh? Because I'm funny and I crack a joke. Right. But my jokes come at the expense of like myself. So people be like, oh, don't say that. I'm like, what are you talking about, girl? That was funny. Like, <laughs> we all don't sit here and laugh. Uh, like, oh. and I was telling my friend, like, mm-hmm. I have this friend. She's really cute. She's funny. We do things. I was like, she's real confident. And it was like, <laughs> oh, why is confident the trait? <laughs> You're trying to sell her off. <laughs> She is um, real confident, but I feel like, like kind of what you said about me, but mm-hmm. different. I like your confidence in knowing you need change. Mm-hmm. Like, I really appreciate that. Like, when you want to change yesterday, and he's like, I don't want to complain so much. I'm going to get up and change it. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, some things, you know, you just can't change. Oh, my God, it's so hot outside. But you really want to be outside. I really do like how confident you are in just knowing not necessarily who you are, but knowing who you want to become. Yeah. And I feel like you do that really, like, changes and, like, and going about it in a confident way. Because you're just like, I need to help, like, need help doing this. I forgot something else you had said. And I was like, I don't really think that's an issue for her, but she's saying it is. And, yeah. you know, it is. And we're going to be in here. Like, <laughs> so I was like, I was like, oh, she's serious. And because she's serious, I want to be serious with you and for you. Mm-hmm. So I was like, she's very confident. You're very confident in the way you go about making lifestyle changes because mm-hmm. for me I ain't never confident about making a lifestyle change I just feel like I'm gonna do it or I'm not yeah. and you're very like okay I plan this out this is what I'm gonna do <laughs> that way and I feel like that's also a thing like you're really good at playing out to build that confidence I feel like that helps build confidence in you like mm-hmm. when you're every time you say you're gonna do something and then I'm like okay she's really gonna do it let me watch her right and then you really do it. I was like, yeah. She, and you was just so confident about it. Like, yeah, I make this lifestyle change. I meal prep. I'm going to make this spaghetti with the sausage in it. It's mm-hmm. going to be lit. I'm going to eat it. And I'm going to have this alcohol on the Thursdays. Like, this is what I'm going to do. I ain't going to go and do it any other day. I was like, yo, she be just out here living your best life. Yeah. Being mad confident. Taking these pictures outside. Just looking how you're going to look. <laughs> and, you know, you look really good. So, it's like, yeah, go ahead. Thank go you. do what you're going to do. And be happy about it. And I think, like, that's what it is. Like, like you have, a, like, a very, like, happy confidence that I like. Mm-hmm. That's like my confidence is just, like, I got to be confident or I'm a fail. Mm-hmm. Versus, like, your confidence is, like, very, a very happy confidence. Like, yeah, we're going to try it out. And you know what? It didn't work. But I'm going to do it again yeah. <laughs> and again until it works out. And I was like, yo, she really believed in herself. I fuck with that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be honest with you, that's that's more new. I think... Because I've always been about, like, making changes to myself. But I think what I used to do was make changes to myself for other people. So, like, mm-hmm. I would make edits to my personality, the things I did day to day, just based on what bothered other people about me. So, now it's like, the change. when I think about a change I want to make, I'm like, okay, am I doing this for me or am I doing this for somebody else? And if I'm doing it for me and the person I want to become, I'll actually go through and make that change. Because at the end of the day... I have to really fuck with myself and like really love myself, you know, and there are too many different ways to live life to be letting other people determine how you should live yours. Too many. Nobody. And also nobody really knows what they're doing and everybody's irritating in some way. So like, (laughs) so like, I like, that's definitely something I have been working on. So I'm glad that that's coming through. People don't start liking themselves until they made thirties. Right. You like yourself now. And now it's it's bothering you that someone else don't like you. (laughs) So, okay. So the next thing I think I really appreciate about you 
is. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Appreciate that. Everybody, that makes me feel good. It's <laughs> just your energy. And, like, I don't think I've ever seen you, like, truly sad or angry or anything. And I'm not, like, I think that that's a, a pretty much a good thing most of the time because I think you genuinely just kind of radiate energy. Like, you always become in my house loud, just on it, just like, <laughs> here's all the things that happened to me today, but you still somehow seem to translate that in a way that, like, we end up laughing about it and enjoying it. So it's like, yeah, you complain a lot, but I don't feel negativity when I'm around you. Like, you don't drag me down in any way. Like, you, you're you very um, capable of taking something that's happened to you that might be negative and might make you complain or make you upset in some way, and making an output that ends up turning into whether it's a funny story or like an anecdote. Like <laughs> you be coming in talking about you gonna hit people like every day. Whenever every she day. comes here, she's like, I'm gonna slap the out of this person. I'm like, I <laughs> That's a you energy thing. Cause other people I like I said, I complain a lot, but even then, well, this was also when I was trying to come into who I was and I was complaining mm-hmm. a lot for real. And I used to tell myself, like, stop complaining as much. Other people can't change. It, no right. one can really, truly change these things. And it was like a lot of the stuff I'm sad about because I'm making myself sad about it. And I like, I, I feel like I went so long living in misery that that was all I knew. Mm-hmm. So I stayed in it for far too long than I should have. And then when I turned. 24 i said i wasn't gonna live like that no more yeah and then it really was things i could not change at work and i was like that's so inappropriate and i really stopped that like i actually had to change myself mm-hmm. truly to say i'm not gonna complain about this no more i don't have any intentions on changing it myself then i'm not gonna complain no more about it so if i complain it has to be something i can change like, it's, like i can't change someone else driving in traffic and being in my lane all right but i can roll my window down make sure to tell her to get over <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. But see, even still, that's you kind of having a really good energy because I feel like a lot of people don't think like that. People think like they, they just complain to complain and yeah. then continue to complain. complain. Yeah, I used to be that way and I was like really down, but that was also when I was just living in misery. And I was mm-hmm. like, and I also felt like the people around me were miserable and they made me miserable. And oh, when I used to, I was an RA, I ain't gonna say no names. <laughs> But their RA friends, their friends from Oswego, mm-hmm. their best friends, you know, the, the four I'm talking to right here, right now. Y'all know what happened. That last RA here, because mm-hmm. <laughs> some of y'all quit, I quit. We, we, a group of six people was trying to quit. So we, we already know. Yeah, so it's just very like, I used to just complain and complain, and then I really stopped because one, I got it back. And I saw it, and I was like, that's me to other people. And my energy is going down every time I was around this person. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to remove myself. When I started doing that, all of a sudden, I became rude and stuff. It was, oh, you have such a nasty ass. Oh, you didn't say hi to me. I got in trouble one time for not saying hi to somebody. That literally was like, I didn't see her. Mm-hmm. And this person who complained about me, it was one of the like RA staff members who I actually did end up like like liked a lot, and I used to always speak to. I spoke to her all the time. I told her how nice she looked. I went to her room all the time because she was on my old floor, had my old residence. I always spoke to her, so it was like, girl, I just didn't see you. It has nothing to do with me having an attitude. And maybe you did say hi. I really, you probably did, but I'm very one track minded. When I'm out and about in the streets, I walked past my mom on the street one time. My mom had to literally beep, like call me, like, did you just? See me beeping at you. I was like, I heard some beeping, but I was on my way to the store. <laughs> like, that's not, you know, I'm very one-track minded a lot. When right. I'm on something, I'm on something. 
so when I'm on something, not drugs, but I mean like, you know, walking or <laughs> writing or typing. Having a goal. You know, yeah. I'm in that in that moment. So, you know, it was like that. And I was like, oh, she's complaining too much for my liking. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, but well, that's me. That's literally when I started living in that moment. I was like, oh, I really don't want my friends to be like this. I really don't want people around me to be down and out and I'm negative and stuff. Because mm-hmm. my friends told me I have a negative energy. And one time I told them, don't tell me that. I don't want to change. And I was like, who told someone that? And like, <laughs> my friend was like, well, that's the only thing I got to say. And I was like, right. Oh, that's the only thing I said. There ain't nothing wrong with me. <laughs> and then that happened to me. And I was like, oh, I've lost my mind. Like, I have really, truly lost my mind. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. The universe I can't, yeah. was like. <laughs> the universe was like, oh, you thought you wasn't going to change. Right. You have to change. But also then I say you energy. Because I feel like whenever I come around, even though it's like, oh, this thing happened. I'm like, you know what? We're still going to be upbeat. So I feel like mm-hmm. when I'm around you, I'm not like pulling for happy, high energy. I feel yeah. like it's already there. So I'm like, oh, well, I know when I come to your house, I'm going to make you laugh because I'm funny. And yeah. you're going to laugh. Same like a testament to who you are too, mm-hmm. that you're giving that same energy back. Because, you know, you can give the energy you want to give. Yeah. And people aren't going to give it back. And I just be like, why are you not laughing at my jokes? <laughs> <laughs> I get real mad people don't laugh at my jokes. <laughs> oh, you ain't make me laugh? And I, I be real serious about laughing because I just feel like I'm all about, for the past years, I'm just all about happy, happy energy. Mm-hmm. And also, I feel like I'm just like, because I'm funny. Like, y'all, I'll be laughing at leaves rolling on the ground because sometimes they look like little dancers. Funny. I don't care. Everything right. funny. My second thing for you, I think that you do really well, is I think that you do like, uh, uh, I don't know the word for it. I had a smart word for it in my car when I was on the way here, but mm-hmm. the word is going out. But I think that you like emote well. Like, I hope I'm I'm using that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, Google's here. Google is here. Like, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a little bit more. Now. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> Google is here for all of us. <laughs> like, I never had nobody tell me I emote well, but. I feel like maybe I'm, mm. I'm pronouncing it around. Mm. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. It's completely exactly what I was using it for. So, in case you don't know what emote means, it says, especially of an actor, but it says, portray emotion in a theatrical manner. Like, I think you emote what, like, so, for like, example, like, if I'm like, we're just like doing something and like something is bothering you, it's not, you're not like really nasty about if it's bothering you or like you're not nasty about telling me to stop doing something. Mm. Like, I feel like you're very like, but it's always, like, dramatic. And I'm like, well, why she had to do it like this? Like, why can't she just be like, all right, look, I'm tired. But, you, and this, like, even that night, you bundle up in this blanket, <laughs> wine intoxicated, <it. laughs> wine tipsy, <laughs> sitting up wrapped up in this blanket, and you're like, all right. She do it every time she like basically want me to leave or like not even want me to leave because you was like concerned like you need to lay down on the couch like what yeah. you gonna do I'm going in my room and she was like all right I'm tired but every time you say it it's like every time I look over you're wrapped up in a blanket or you're wrapped up in like like she was scrubbing her face look I'm sleeping you just here like you need to go she was like I'm just tired to hang out with you right now so can you come tomorrow and I was like okay <laughs> she was like I need energy. To- <laughs> but that was real because we're so high energy when we do things together it's like we can't yeah. be we cannot yeah, be see, when I am a low energy person we just don't go no, like I feel like we go places but it's just like a lot of silence and we're just chilling and that's fine for 
like a lot of like that's fine with me most of the time but sometimes I like being with other people that are either medium to high energy and that brings my energy level up a little bit and then you know we go out and we do things and we have fun so and I guess you could also describe it probably through introversion extroversion that's how everybody wants to talk about it but yeah, I just feel like the way I emote sometimes it, it, I gotta be I gotta dig deep to like bring out like, <laughs> to bring out things like especially but like I um I think it's also just because it, you, like even if I tell if I tell you something someone I don't like or anything it's not like you just tell me like okay well I'm not gonna I'm gonna ignore that and just do whatever I want like when I say hey I'm tired like you know that it's obviously time like either to go or to like have your next step and like I don't have to say anything else I don't really need to get nasty I have. I do have people in my life that I have had to to be to be a little more to be a little firmer with because they won't they they don't listen to the first the warning they don't listen to the warning shot like I believe in saying no so much that when people say things they're like all right let me just go on now then (laughs) I know that was me Mm. I said go on now and you ain't going on (laughs) what I'm supposed to do next I've had to tell people like I literally just told you to get out you have to leave like you need to leave my room right now like <laughs> but, but like most people i feel like a lot most people that i know they don't really they they respect the fact that yeah. especially since when i get tired it's a wrap it's not you can't keep me up there's no negotiation i know you fall asleep every time mm-hmm. you get in my car every yeah. time you get in the bus every mm-hmm. time you get in the subway you go to bed i'm sleeping so. as hell. and everybody <laughs> knows it everyone knows it i feel like i used to try and fight it especially in college you know i want to go out and stuff but now I don't fight it. I'm like I am who I am, and you know what? I'm gonna go take this nap, or I'm gonna take this sleep. But it's gonna happen either way. My eyes are gonna be closed. Like I'll literally, I'll try. I'll give it a good shot, and then, <laughs> and then next thing you know, it's two hours later. I'm like, you know, things just happen the way they happen. All right. So third thing that I appreciate about you is definitely your openness. So when I say openness, I mean definitely like. Openness to new experiences, but also openness to like weird experiences. Like I feel like we do hella weird stuff together. Like oh my god, yeah, stuff that most people wouldn't be comfortable Do-ing. doing. You know, almost yeah. like an extra half things. Exactly. So like, so like I really appreciate that because I feel like a lot, like a lot of people that I know in my life, not a lot, but a good portion of you know the black community isn't comfortable with doing things that they constitute as like white or like something like that. Yeah. So it's not always easy to like suggest activities or to try different stuff. And sometimes you don't want to be going like you don't always want to do activities with white people. Like you don't. <laughs> right. Like you don't. You don't want to be the want, only black. Like right. Like you don't even want to do that. Like and don't. Not that's a knock on like my friends that I'm cool with and everything. But sometimes I really just want to go do an activity that isn't dominated by African-Americans with African-American because, you know, it's just, yeah. it's a, it, it's, it's easier to connect and have a good time. So I really appreciate that when I'm like, Oh, let's go do this X, Y, Z weird thing. That I just found on the internet. You're like, okay, that looks cool. Like how yeah. much is it though? Like, <laughs> so I, I really definitely appreciate that. And I think that that kind of adds to who you are as a person. Cause the more, I feel like the more experiences you have and the, like the depth and the wide, like the width of yeah. the experience that you have, it helps to give you a better perspective about life. So, yeah, I've been like that my whole life, and I've been, I feel like, very fortunate in my life to have friends who've always liked that too. Mm-hmm. Or friends who didn't like it, they didn't bother me about liking it. So, right. like, growing up, like, some of my friends, were like, oh, I ain't doing this. But, like, my friend, the one I'm going to be taking a concert where I was talking with, 
she she had a very strict upbringing like you did. Mm-hmm. And you know what? She's very much like you too. But <laughs> she um, we don't each other since we were five and six years old. Mm-hmm. So even if it was something real weird and she was like, nah, I don't know about this. And I said, well, I'm going to do it anyway. She's like, now I got to come because who going to do it with you? Right. And she's been like, okay. Or like if she couldn't come, she's like, okay, now what happened when mm-hmm. you went? Because I'll go, you know, I'll go alone. I don't care. I'll be right. out there strong and wrong by myself. Trying to make sure you get So she'd be like, like, okay, now what happened? Like, we're, and I'm like, I was the only black person, but you know what? It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm, I feel like I've been very fortunate for, about that. Um, the third thing I like about you is I think you're, I think you do really well is just you're artistically creative mm-hmm. and not necessarily like you paint, draw and stuff like that, but just like, even like how you're like, okay, well I envisioned this thing. I feel like you're very artistically creative, your vision and like where you're going to go. Like even how mm-hmm. you did your vision board, you was like really on it. Well, when we take our pictures together, I'm going to pose like that too. Cause mm-hmm. that was actually a very good creative looking mm-hmm. way to stand for you. Okay. So we're number four. It's your yes. time. So number four, this like this. another thing that I appreciate um, about you is definitely that I'm saying appreciate next <laughs> your determination. Like, I think that there's a lot of things that you want to achieve in life. And I feel like the path to get there hasn't necessarily been easy or straightforward. And a lot of people would give up. I feel like very early. So I feel like that's why a lot of people don't succeed because they don't stick at it and like really, really try to achieve. But from what I, since I met you till now, you had the same kind of like dream and you have the same kind of like work ethic where you're consistently trying to ascribe and get there. And even if, you know, you can't have your own talk show right now, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to do a podcast and I'm going to have, I'm (laughs) going to build up this portfolio to show somebody one day so that I can get that TV show, that deal, that whatever it is I want. And I really admire that. Thanks. I like that because I'm very determined mm-hmm. about everything. You saw yesterday I was determined mm-hmm. to go make those buttery nipples. And I was like, you know what? Let me just start on the side of God. <laughs> I told myself today I was going to be determined to stop at Taco Bell. And then I took food out so I could be determined to save this cash. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. Um, but yeah. Okay. So number four. One thing I appreciate. See, I'm saying appreciate now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you do well, I think is... Which is really funny because I feel like you think you have poor this, but I think you, even though this is a newer thing, I guess for you, but I feel like I appreciate how you've been, how your boundaries are set mm. and how you go about letting people know your boundaries are set. Because I've been trying to force you like slap him. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, you're trying to get me to do his violence. Like, <laughs> put your hands on that person. But first of all, you young. I'm Ain't five no two. <laughs> she has here trying to have me start okay. fights and act like you six five like every other short person in the world because they be like, my personality is six five, but these hands are not like. <laughs> okay. Someone one time was like, um, short people will make you think they're really seven eight when they mad. <laughs> I mean, I got like I got I got a, I got a deep voice when I get upset. But like, I don't know about him, people. I told you before. I was like, I need an extension. I was like, maybe I'll get a baseball bat or something. But I'm not. <laughs> but yeah, I know. I I definitely appreciate that because that is something I'm really. It's one of the hardest things. And Shay and I last year, last year I brought it up to Shay because I think that she has like really awesome boundaries. Like I don't think I've ever met anybody with as great of boundaries and it's great of just like look you're not gonna get anything over on me that I don't want <laughs> you know 
And I was telling her, I was like, my boundaries are trash. I was like, I, <laughs> I like when I care about people, I always end up making exceptions and like overextending myself in a way that once again ends up leaving me bedraggled, like just messy. And so one of the things I started doing at the end of last year was really trying to define and figure out what my boundaries were, like what I would allow, what I wouldn't allow. But I definitely don't think I'm anywhere near perfect. I just started. Like, so <laughs> I'm not there yet. And I'm still, like, trying to figure out. Because I feel like boundaries are also kind of fluid. Like, it's very much situational. Like, there's stuff that you say, yeah. like, overall, like, I'm not going to allow this person or anybody to do this to me. And that's fine. But a lot of other times, it's just, like, being able to, in a moment, say, like, nah, I'm not cool with this. And you can't do this. And I think that... Um, that's something I'm still working on, like, in the moment. Yeah. Like, I'm very good at doing stuff, like, down the line. Like, the situation that Shay's talking about was a friend, like, touched me in a <laughs> way that was not appropriate. And I, like, didn't know how to be like, yo, get the f*** off me. Which I think is probably <laughs> what I should have done. Like, it's been like, no. But, like, I... No, nah, but I, sometimes things catch you so off guard, though, for yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. So then I was just sitting there, like, the entire night we were hanging out, and I had to, like, when I got home, tried to call this person, text, I ended up texting them, they ended up just apologizing, because it, I don't think it was that big of a deal long, yeah. long down the run, but, like, I'm sure you guys know, have experienced this, and I'm sure everybody's experienced it at some point, but sometimes you just be feeling in that moment, like, I don't want to make this either too big of a deal or too this or too that but to you it is something that is important yeah. so it should be addressed and that is something i'm working on is that snap you know in the moment <laughs> it's so funny because i feel like my moments it has mm -hmm. to be something but i feel like it has to be physical right. for me to really be like because the same thing had just happened to me which is why i said slap yeah. that person the same she thing just had just happened to me <laughs> she slapped the other person too and i like kind of said to him like you don't touch me in my butt you I, mm -hmm. you bought an appropriate online and i was so mad about it though mm -hmm. that it took me until i drove that six hours home mm -hmm. to jersey all the way from upstate new york mm -hmm. drove six hours home went to bed and woke up for me to send a text message because i was like i know me yeah. and i know i'm about to go in and that ain't something I want to do because at the same time, this person is a friend. You know, he apologized. It was what it was. Mm -hmm. But about my biggest one issue is going back and forth with right. friends that I don't want because I don't want my friends to think I'm arguing with them. And that's what it is. But it's not like <laughs> let that person know, don't be touching on her. Because especially with guys, I'm sure a lot of the ladies who listen to this podcast know they get very handsy very quickly. And I'm kind of unlearning... Um, I guess the the partial the fear of what happens when you retaliate with them. You know what I mean? Because I feel like a lot of women, especially black women, you're raised to think, all right, well, if somebody does something to you, don't say nothing or don't do anything because they might like try to kill you or something. But now as an adult, I'm like, but what if I try to kill them? Like, you know, it could go either way. Like you never really know. So um, you, I feel like, I definitely need to finish unpacking that and finish unlearning that. But I do appreciate that even at this point, it's, it's becoming more clear that I'm a little stronger on my boundaries. I'm trying to lock them down. Yeah. I think it's, I like stuff like that though. Like when you, yeah. you know, you need what you need to work on mm -hmm. and you just work on it. Cause I feel like you are who you are. And yeah, like I'm anybody, very much who I am. <laughs> yeah. And anybody who knows you since I'm getting started my boundaries, it's now that I have to reorient my relationships. 
Yeah. But like your friends already know, don't don't touch you like like that. <laughs> so like that, right. I can understand why you would be mad for so long, especially if I'm friends with somebody for a while and you know something isn't cool yeah. with me. Fourteen and then years, you do it. That's Fourteen years of friendship. Yeah, and then you do it like that's mad disrespectful. So yeah, I would be mad for a long time too, and I have been. <laughs> I've had friends I was that I was friends with for a long time. The friend that I'm no longer friends with that I, you, I told you about. Yeah, like when she would do stuff like to this day, I still like even after our friendship's over. Like that's part of me. <laughs> I know you be holding oh grudges God. for a long time yeah. sometimes like <laughs> and I feel like I mean, when I hold grudges mm-hmm. against people I don't even be this situation I was mad I was holding that grudge at him but then I was over it after he apologized not even after he apologized yeah. I was over it because I was like I said what I had normally if I'm mad at someone once I say what I had to say it's over mm-hmm. even if I was like super crazy mad at you the moment I just told you that's what it was then I just I'm over it unless mm-hmm. you are a repeat offender Cause then that means I'm actually forgiving you, and then you did it again. Then I'm right. not over. I'm not over the last time. I'm really probably not over all those other times. But I don't. I don't forgive and forget. I forgive and learn. Right. So if you're gonna do it again, you only get second chances with me. So I'll give you more than two chances. Who are you? <laughs> My cousin. Like, right. Who you are? <laughs> Look, we related. But like those boundaries, I just I'm very much truly who I am. But I feel like even then, like depends on the person. Cause like for me, if you tell me that's mm-hmm. a boundary thing, I'm just gonna go with it. Like okay, that's it. That's yeah. me. But you know, some people. Don't. They just be like, oh, or not even don't. They just won't. They just won't do it. Like, okay, I've been doing this forever. Well, now this is something new. I've changed. This is things I learned I don't like no more. Right. And they don't do it. And they keep doing it. I had a friend who's like that. It's weird because she was a good friend, but she's that, um, like, I have to be able to rely on you and count that you're going to show up when you say you're going to show up. Right. Or if you're not going to show up, tell me first. So it was the friend that I ended the friendship with where she just kept not showing up. And one time she really didn't want to come. So I blame that on me. Yeah. What the what was going on the first two times? Because I still don't know why you didn't come the first two times. Right. And then it was I, she told me one time she felt so pressured to always show up and be my friend. And it's like no, just tell me because if you say oh I'm not coming then that's fine you're not coming. Yeah. We don't always have to hang out because when we do talk when we hang out like that didn't change my friendship views of you if we don't hang right. out for a long time. It's if you're not coming for a certain reason but I see you going further or you're not doing these things. So I feel like boundaries mm-hmm. is who you are who you are but. I, to me personally, you still the same person you are, even with your new boundaries. But it's also I'm very much okay. This her new boundary, and I just I just deal with it. Like, yeah, you know, I feel like if it ain't hurting my life, then you still who you are. I think that is some learning though, because like I feel like people take offense to certain boundaries. Like you know, let's say using the touching example, like you come into somebody's house. And you've been friends with them for 15 years and you used to be able to like lay in their bed after you coming in off the street with your house clothes on and that's right. fine. But now they're like, look, I'm, I, I'm, I'm re-upping my cleanliness. I can't <laughs> let you in my bed with some house clothes on. Like you going to have to change or something and you get mad offended. That's my number one rule in my room. Yeah. Like you can't sit in the bed with house clothes. And I get it. And I, but I feel like for people and like, I won't even say that cause like, I feel like I slip up sometimes with people's boundaries. Um, at least, no, I always respect them, but I don't always react well initially. So I will say that I kind of get why people get upset, but it's literally not about you. Like it's about what that other person needs to feel comfortable. So if you don't feel comfortable giving them that, then that actually does make you a bad friend and also just doesn't make you like a cool person. Cause who wants to hang out with somebody that's just going to blatantly disrespect what they need? Right. Like, like, absolutely not. <laughs> so funny that you use that example because that's my literal number one rule and everyone who comes to my room gets so Because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. in my house, I don't have a living room to sit in. It's just the bedroom. and Or we sit in the kitchen, which we can sit in the kitchen. It's not fine. It's fine. It's, my only thing I'll sit in my kitchen is literally mm-hmm. that's our entryway 
And in the summertime, I had friends who we sat in the kitchen. I had someone came over with their itty bitty grill and we grilled during the day. Mm. So it's fine. And we have a giant grill on my porch, but it just needs to be themed. You need to warn people before they come over if you ain't got no other seat in the area. You can't sit out. Well, no, in my room, we have desks. I have chairs and everything. Like, okay. my, room. my room was actually a pretty good size. So, like, mm-hmm. even if I was sitting in my bed, people sitting in my bed, like, I know I haven't, like, I had, like, eight people over my room once and I just put down a different blanket and a different sheet. And then yeah. that was the sheet break I had on my bed and I removed it. But, like, I have tons of seating. And we was in there watching movies. So that's just really what it was. My friend put a projector on the wall and we watched movies. And, um, but like, that was okay. But like, I have a rocking chair. I have other chairs in my room and my room is a good size. But even when we're sitting in the room, I mean, the kitchen is good. But wintertime be my issue because that's the front door. And it's cold if we're coming out the door. Right. And it's just cold, colder in the kitchen than any other room because of that anyways. Mm-hmm. So for me, we have to go in my room. My number one rule is you will not. And your feet will not go from my floor to my bed. Right. I've, I have to wear my shoes when I walk in my house. I don't keep them out there because we have cats. So I want, mm-hmm. like, cat hair on me. I'll take your, you take your shoes off outside my bedroom door. But all my rest of my shoes I actually wear inside the room sometimes. Mm-hmm. Just sometimes. And I clean my carpet regularly everything. But if your feet won't touch my floor and to my bed, you better have shoes on. If you don't, you better put socks on. Right. So that's just the thing. Okay. Yes, sir. The last one. Yeah, we all have five. Okay, so the fifth thing that I really appreciate about you is how caring you are. I think that that's probably the best way to put it. Ooh, I think you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that you very much care about all of your friends and your family, and it comes across. Like it's very clear. Um, I think you're always trying to like connect the people you love together because you feel like if you love them, the other people you love are going to love them and you want to just make it like a big, you just want to create like a big like friend bubble, you know, and stuff like that. And I respect that. Like, I think that that's really warm. Like, I think that that is, it comes across in your personality and that's probably why you are so friendly. It's just because people know like off the bat that you're not the kind of person that's just going to like drag them and like manipulate and like do them wrong and there's so many people in the world that are like that that it's like kind of beneficial to meet somebody who is so on the other side of those tracks that's nice i think it's really funny because i was thinking that what that friend mm-hmm. told me once she said you forced me to be your friend <laughs> I forced everybody to be my friend that's real mm-hmm. and i'll be admitting that to people like okay so when we go hang out they were like we just met <laughs> but you made me laugh what are you talking about <laughs> we friends now so when we hang out like two weeks three weeks from now like people i met that night at the rose mansion and i lost her number and i haven't contacted her since found it yesterday hey so i'm gonna send them a message and see if they want to um go hang out and see if they want to do something mm-hmm. but i'm very i'm a people is so weird i am not a new people meter but i'm a people meter it's so mm-hmm. weird it's like if we were sitting in your house and you invited some friends over and I came over and met your friends. Mm-hmm. But that was the first time I ever went out in public and just met people and hung out with them. Because I think everybody is on criminal mind. <laughs> That's my favorite TV show. So it's one of those things. That's a, literally the downside of mm-hmm. having criminal mind as your favorite TV show. Because that's my favorite TV show. But for me, I feel like it's, a, I try to, uh, you people tend to love for people love and or love for have love for people in the way they want to be loved mm-hmm. so i always want my friends to feel like they can introduce me to their other friends 
Right. Although mostly all my friends have horrible other friends. <laughs> Why, y'all? Why I can't stand your other friends? I like don't that like meme them. where it's like, how dare you? This is the kind of company you keep See, when you're not hanging I've out I've sent that me to people. <laughs> I've sent that mean to people. Like, your friends are horrible people. I got a friend. I ain't gonna talk about it. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I would have said that. They listen to this. They're gonna listen to it. They're gonna give me a phone call. Yeah. You've lost your absolute mind. <laughs> Who do you think you are? I can't believe you said that. But, uh, but like, I feel like for me, I think I'm the boring one in my family. I think what? I'm the boring one in my family. So that just goes to know. It goes to show you, I mean, how my family at. Mm-hmm. I'm the boring one. I don't really drink. I don't smoke anything. I don't have sex. I just be chilling. I go to, I mean, I do a lot of fun stuff, but I'm an activities, activities person. But when it comes to like, hanging out yeah. and doing things, I'm like, uh-uh, we can't go bowling. What's going on now? <laughs> They'd be like, we're not going to... Can we just go play miniature golf? Well, my one cousin, who the one who came when we went to L.A., mm-hmm. we like all the same, a lot, a lot of the same things. Except for I still don't like drink or smoke or anything, but we like a lot of the same things. So I can be like, hey, you want to go mini golfing? And she'd be like, yeah, let's go. Like, stuff like that. But <laughs> I'm the boring one. Mm-hmm. But, like, my favorites are like that. And then my friends tend to be all, mostly all low-energy people mm-hmm. because my low-energy friends are people who like to go out to the bars and stuff, and I know if I go somewhere with them, it's not going to be crazy. Right. My high-energy friends, you don't know what we're going to get. <laughs> you, what you're going to get with us and anything like that, but it's just, I'm very, like, a, I'm a people's people. If mm-hmm. you are my people, I am your person. Like, on Grace name, like, you're my person. Mm-hmm. I'm like that. Like, you're one of my peoples. I'm your person for everything. I want to know your whole entire life story, and now I need you to tell me your mama's background, where she came from, what type of food she liked, and what mm-hmm. she cooked. Because I might just show up at your house on Thanksgiving Day. I like to visit friends on Thanksgiving. I, I like to go and have Friendsgiving. That's what I call it. So I like to go to my other friend's house and see how they live. And I like to show up, and I want you to tell me what your par- parents' favorite dessert is because I'm going to bake it. Like, I'm a people's person. So I, I like that, too. I, I that is sweet. I like you. I've literally only brought, like, two friends on my entire life. I want to come to your house. You don't live yeah. far. You want to go to prison? Like, for what? I want to see how you live. I want to be able to not read after 9 o'clock. I want to see how I lived. I don't even have a bedroom anymore. So I'm not getting my bedroom away to my cousin. Like, Wait, no, no. I haven't realized family. Project. Let me question. Families. When your kids go to college and we come home, we want our bedroom still. I don't have to sleep in the couch just because now my sister wants her own room. That was unacceptable. <laughs> She's right, though. I don't want to have to... If that was my room first and my belongings are in that room, guess who room that is? They had to pack up my belongings because they had to move that girl in. I was so Everyone I know mad in college, unless they came from a for real well-off family where they had guest rooms, mm-hmm. which is very rare in most households in America. And most of my friends also are people of color, so their families didn't have like generational that, wealth. Yeah, generational wealth. And, they, and mostly all my friends, I just don't realize this, almost all of my friends are LGBT mm-hmm. and are almost all immigrants. I have like very few friends born and raised in America. Mm. Very, very few. And I have very, very few friends who are like straight heterosexual. Very few. Yeah, that's boring. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they're very, um, but almost all of their homes, they had to give, when they came back from college, their rooms were gone. And mine was too. But yeah, it's just very like, like that. But please stop giving your kids beds away when they're home. Mm-hmm. I can see if you give it away when they're not there. But when I come home, you gotta sleep on the couch. I don't know if I'm not sleeping in my room anymore. It's changed. 
Her energy has changed the room. <laughs> it's no longer my room. My <laughs> thing that I appreciate about you that you do well. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you do. You're very great at. I'm trying to think because I feel like I said the other. This I said a moat already, so I'm trying to make sure I said a moat already. But I think that you do well is dress. I really, really like how you dress, and it's really funny because I said some something like one time, like I love when people dress well, and I was like, I am into clothes. That's mainly because I was bullied a lot growing up about not being my family being afford the things that they had, and then I was a very rough child. I was I played sports. I was a robotics team. I was bullied a lot for everything. As a, <laughs> I was bullied a lot as a kid, which made me hard and made me set my boundaries the way I set them right. because I'm hard in general. But I was really bullied a lot and by family, by friends. I used to be bullied by other friends. And now I look back like, those were never my friends. I was stupid at seven. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're seven, you just want other kids to like you. You're seven and want other kids to like you. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But when you're an adult, I don't care about people like me no more. I do things all the time about myself. But... Like, I bully a lot as a kid, and one thing was for fashion, so I shop a lot now. And here's the weird thing. When I have a job, I came into my own sense of fashion, and I started studying mm-hmm. fashion. I started studying, okay, when I get money, I'm going to have these shoes. When I get money, I'm going to do this. Also, let's be very clear here, I was 12 years old, and I was, like, already shaped the way I was shaped. I've been right. 30, I, I'm a 36, I think, like, D or W or something like that in my bra. I have a bra from the eighth grade. D and so, um, W is very different. I feel like. Oh, that's a W or double D? That's I think you said D or W. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm a like double D. Arthur's sister. I'm a double D. Like, 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 <laughs> like, like, <laughs> but like, even then, like bras are weird because I still wear 36 C bras and they mm-hmm. fit me. I feel like sometimes those fit me better. But my D. Bras are a myth. Yeah, but my D cup bras are just better with length because I actually have, have a mm-hmm. white back and that's my issue. Not even my cup size. But like, I still have bras from the eighth grade. I, fit. I still have pants. That I could fit from when I was 14, 12, and 14. Wow. I had pants that I was wearing at 22. I could fit at 12 because my lower half of my body developed way faster than the upper half of me. Then the upper half of me caught up by the time I was 14. I have a literal uniform I found from the fourth when I was 14 years old in the eighth or ninth grade. Mm-hmm. I had things like ninth grade. Actually, I remember when the last time I wore those pants because I called those my get a man pants because they were really cute. Get a man <laughs> pants. My mom laughed at that joke all the time because I said that to her. And she was like, why? <laughs> you my child. <laughs> <laughs> but I put on and that was it was very important to me that I like had pants that not and I also think it's because I was so insecure about my acne and my yeah. teeth and all that stuff that I was always all my friends always had just had more money than me that's just the mm-hmm. way like panned out and just worked even now my friends around me are dressing really well mm-hmm. I have to be like oh they're doing like they're dressing like this you know what I can dress well because I always overdress for mostly mm-hmm. all things with most of my friends back at home yeah or I'm completely underdressed in comparison to how they dressed I always overdress at this point like when I was younger when I was when I was young up until probably like <laughs> 18 I only wore boys clothes that's it I wore baggy boys clothes and I wore sports bras I, I did too like I dressed her. like a nun yeah I didn't even dress like a nun I dressed like a homeless person but I was like really into it. I was it was my way of making a statement because like I was a tomboy when I was a kid, and my mom always wanted me to wear girls' clothes, so she would be like, "You have to come with me in the girls' section and pick out clothes." And I was like, "I'm not doing that." I was, so my mom was like that. I would only wear. She dressed me stuff. as a boy till I was ten. Yeah, nah. So I was always like on the other spectrum. So I would always try and wear dress like, a, and I was also just like always like I I dress like a boy just to prove a point. Yeah, but then. I got older, and, like, especially when I went to college and I saw how other girls were dressing, I was like, 
I need to stay. And I also had roommates when I was a freshman in college who were like, you can't go out with us like this. And I was like, okay. And so I had to start like also, learning. You went to Howard. Yeah, exactly. And you know black so, people. Yes, I was around other black, black women who yeah. were like step like I learned about lace fronts and all this other <laughs> stuff. Like girls were not having it with me. Like they were you not allowing me people. Yeah, they were not that allowing me not. to be homeless. So like I started to dress a little bit better, but then I got into it. Like now I will say it's like I'm I, I keep like going levels up. Like now I don't actually like to dress down. Like I literally I only like wear sweats and stuff inside my apartment. Like I don't even go out looking. I don't own sweatpants anymore. I need them for my my for indoors and like every once in a while. But like I really don't dress down. Like I really I've like never boots actually wore sweatpants and in my life, heels. I, I love all that stuff. And I'm very concerned because I'm like I like shopping. I can't I can't have these expenses yeah. like these shopping. I always feel like I don't have enough. Like I feel like I don't yeah. have pants, no shirts. I want a two bedroom that. apartment just so I can turn one bedroom into a closet. Mm-hmm. That's literally all I want. I didn't buy my own clothes. My grandma go shop for me all the time. My grandma know my style because I actually my when I get a job, a really good job, not just any job, just a good job. I can just buy stuff. I like to, I want to look like Donna Summer in 1970, and that's how I want to dress. <laughs> I literally, a lot of my clothes literally come from, I do a lot of vintage shopping. Yeah. A lot of my clothes are 70 clothes pieces. I dress like an old lady. Everyone tells me all the time, you dress like an old lady. I know that. Yeah. I like that. My great-grandmother's in her 80s. Every time I go to her house, I take clothes. I put out everything that I own, all those jackets I said I got, she gave me probably 10 out of 15 of them. Yeah. My yeah, skirts, I mean, my clothes. She's my great grandmother dresses me, and she. I feel like she's a dressed down lady, and I want to look like her. And Donna Summer. I mean, there's no problem with that. I just feel yeah. like sometimes I, like, I feel like I dress like I'm probably like in my, like I'm a rich in my 30s, like a rich, like, <laughs> like, uh, like a house, like not like a housewife, but like you know, like I got yeah, some money to like spend. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like I'm good. So. But I sometimes want to do, like, when I go to, you know, DJ sets and stuff, that's not the way I want to dress. Like, I want to to dress a little bit more like I'm going to the, going, dress appropriately for where I'm going. So now I'm trying to research and, like, figure out what what, what, what street style works for me. I need more street style clothes. Once again, I don't own no sneakers. So do you know how hard it is to constantly wear heels somewhere or wear those little stupid wedges that I have? I've built up calluses on my feet. I'm no, I'm trained now. Like, my feet are broken in. (laughs) Or, like, I was wearing those black stilettos yesterday. Um, okay. Well, did you do five? You did five, right? Yeah. Okay. We're so, we're done. I wanted to say thank you for tuning in and listening and being here and listen to us be fools. Yeah. And, you know, we went on some tangents, but they were all life lessons, you know? Troy was speaking <laughs> the truth to you. Right. Because I feel like our dynamic works really well because I'm already so invested and who I am in the now, in the future, in the past, and just, I, I am who I am, and I've been who I am for a very, very long time. Even when I didn't necessarily like me, I knew me. Mm-hmm. And so I never lost me. Amen. But um, I never lost me, and I feel like you're now coming, like, you never lost you, but you're coming into who you truly want to be. Yes. And I feel like our dynamic worked because it doesn't bother me. Because, you know, mm-hmm. it bothers a lot of people when you they meet someone who's coming to who they want to be. So they have all these new things going on with them where it might not be okay for that person. And yeah, it's like it's a lot of learning. Yeah, like, I'm I'm already settled. I am who I am. I'm almost 30 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm cute. Mm-hmm. Jiggly 2K forever. And oh, my God. I... I, started, I got a shirt that's... I'm putting out a shirt. I ordered a t-shirt that said Jiggly. It said Jiggly? 2K forever. Um, I can't stand <laughs> But, um, yeah, like, I feel like we are who we are and who we're going to become. Yeah. It's just like, we're just rolling with it. It is what it is. 
Yeah, I definitely think the growth thing is about to be interesting over the next couple uh, next year. But it is nice to be around people who are a little more stable, like already comfortable. Because you're like, oh yeah, that's where I want to be. I'm not there yet. It's going to take some time, but <laughs> that's where I. Like and those to be. people. Oops, dropping the microphone out here. Mm-hmm. People probably not even comfortable who they are in themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people just look comfortable, and then you find out, oh, you yeah. in shambles. No, I will say that I don't think every, anybody gets fully 100% of their right. security. But I don't know people who be in shambles, and you be like, dang, I ain't never like this, girl. That's when you become friends with them, and they just be popping out. Yeah, <laughs> you be like, um, this is how you live. Right. <laughs> like that picture of the, the thing in the background of the dirt. Yeah. This is how you live. This is how you live. That makes me laugh every time because it's goofy and he's just <laughs> distraught. He looks so traumatized. She's trying to act cute. Like, he's like, why did you bring me to the trap? <laughs> but yeah, thanks for joining us once again. I'm Shay and this is Troy. Hi, guys. And yeah, you'll hear from us soon. Bye.